We had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. What we are very proud of now is that we penetrate the cabinets. Seriously, I'm, I'm making a serious point. I don't know what half of them are protesting against. We've still got Fauci walking around free. The man should be in irons in the darkest pit. As much as he touts that he cares about it, he doesn't. This is our revolution. It's not theirs. Don't let them take it from you. Don't let them convince you that it's their revolution when in fact it's not. It's ours. And we will have it. It is Monday, the fourth day of April, the year of our Lord, 2022. I am Johnny Enchin alongside Bruce Adams and Ned. It's great to see you both today. I know it's an unusual day that we're actually recording this. We're doing this on a Sunday, uh, but it's great to see you. Ned, how are you? Yeah, I'm fine. Thank you very much. Uh, just thought I'd um, pop in and say hello and have a quick jaw before I go away for a couple of days. Yeah, yeah. I heard you were uh, heard you were going down to uh, to London to take part in the pro-Ukraine uh protest there at Trafalgar Square. Is, is that right? Or are you going down to, to be a thorn in Marty's side? Oh, a thorn in anybody's side will do me. <laughs> anybody's side? <laughs> you're going to go down, you're going to knock on the door at number 10 and ask to speak to Johnson and say, hey, come on out here. I need to ask you a question. Uh, that would be one boring conversation, I'm afraid. <laughs> it would, wouldn't it? Well, may, maybe, sorry, but maybe his wife will step up and be the politician. That's that a good isn't. point. That's a good point. That mm. is a very good point. Bruce, how are you today? I'm healthy and alive. And uh, to to the the point about the the wife standing up, you know, because he's not standing up already, it, it kind of lends that uh, I, I doubt the wife's going to be any better. Because usually, uh, when you look at the politicians, uh, you see the direction that they lean or go. Um, usually, the wife is in support of the direction they're going. Yeah, she's um she's quite in the forefront now with him. Well, it's, it's, uh, that's there is a debate meant. going on one way or another. Yeah, she's playing yeah, her. Exactly. Uh, she's playing her part. Is what she's doing. Okay. Um, I have a few things here that we can discuss, but we can get into that uh, as we go along here. But uh, since you're here, Ned, uh, I always at. <laughs> I always ask you, no, I, I have some UK stuff lined up, uh, and it, we can talk about the events of the That's day fun. and world affairs and things like that. But uh, I always ask, and I always let you and Marty lead when you guys are on. So what's front and center for you? Where do you want to start? Oh, it's just the usual, isn't it? It's just actually keeping keeping everything alive is the hardest thing. Because, you know, you, you, like you say, you've got all this information coming in, and you've got the daily stuff that, well, most people probably don't see. I mean, everybody's gone to ground. There's, there's no debate, but someone's got to keep it alive and say, you've got to question things. I mean, recently in this country, they want five-year-olds to 11-year-olds to have their vaccine, don't they? They and do. That's the, out of the BBC this, this, today. They're still yeah. pushing that agenda uh, on children, and, and it, it, it's, it's wrong. I mean, anywhere normally, if there was a certain amount of population, especially the accredited people, the people in the know, the doctors, the nurses, doesn't have to be mainstream media, but there is media out there saying, you got to stop this, guys. People are dropping dead. Now you've got the majority of the population, the majority of the people that are being harmed and so showing all the bad side effects and everything, are they vaccinated? Uh, can't we just pull this back a bit? But no, they, they, they've done it to the kids at school at secondary school or high school or whatever you call it in your country, and now they want to do it to the little ones. And even they've even gone down the informed consent line, whereas there is a list of side effects now. And even in your country, the CDC have got little notes on bottles, and they're, now they're running the ignorant routine. Oh, well, 
there is a list there. Well, if there's a list, put it up on the wall. Hey, there's a list. If they put it up, it'd cover the side of a wall. In you could every you could wallpaper half surgery. your house with it. Yeah, you could wallpaper yeah. half your and house so, with it. That's how big so the side effects are. Yeah, if if you want to know a list of the side effects, ask for it. Actually, if you've got a child, just say, "Can you tell me what the possible side effects of this are?" And they would give you. If they got them all, it'd be like a little book. That alone in itself should make you question it, not just shove it in your arm. Vaccinated or unvaccinated, we've been through this so many times. If you've been vaccinated, if you've been unvaccinated, forget that bit. Why is it still being pushed? And all the debate out there is saying this has got long-term effects. Now, there's so many researchers, there's so many doctors that are getting more vocal and vocal, and they're questioning why are people still taking this when we know for a fact that, okay, I'm a bloke, it affects blokes more than women on the heart side. But... There's also medical paperwork there to say this stuff is sitting in your body. It's staying in there. It's just not disappearing out like if you had an overtake, you know, if you had too much vitamin C and your body, it doesn't, your body isn't just washing this out and you're taking booster upon booster upon booster. And it's even got to a point where any part of the system, part of your body where the blood travels, it's going to settle. That means young girls that are going through puberty, you've got problems that they even think it's going to it's arising within. I mean, are, are they going to be able to have kids because the ovaries are probably being affected as well? I mean, all these questions, even if, even if it's at the research and the question point and so, someone raises that doubt, that should be enough to stop the children having this vaccine. I mean, and they're pushing for raise that question. They're pushing yeah, for four. four. Boosters now in the United States, they're pushing for publicly. You had Biden getting his on the stage the other day, and he says, oh, I don't even know why I'm getting this. I can play the clip if you like. He probably but I don't can't think remember necessary. how many he's had. Uh, yeah, that. Yes, exactly that. <laughs> and then just- they're pushing five here in Europe, and they're on six now in Israel. Six. It's insane. Why? It's insane. There's it is, a new report. Well, it's insane. It is. There's a new report that is out by the UK Health Security Agency. And here's the problem. This was just released less than three days ago. Now, you're in the UK. It's a little difficult sometimes to get the full story out of what's going on because of the way that the medias are and you're kind of confined now, or that at least they've tried to confine everybody to your country's media and no one else. So you're in the UK. You do, unfortunately, I'm sorry you have to do it, but we all have to follow the mainstream media for research purposes. But you follow that stuff in the UK. Now, are you hearing what I'm about to report that's out? That's not even my report. It's not even our report. It's the UK Health Security Agency who put this report out. In this report, it confirms that the fully vaccinated now account for 92.4% of all COVID deaths in England. Are you hearing that anywhere in the mainstream media in the UK? Oh, no, you're not hearing it in the mainstream media, but it, it's it's common sense. We were saying ages ago, look, you're going to do 50%, 60%, 70%, 80%. Well, what do you wait till you get? Um, you, you get 100% people vaccinated and people that are then still dying. When you run out of excuses and someone to blame, and you can call them, you know, the unvaccinated, the, the non-citizens, anything else you want to poke and prod somebody with. When you run out of those people to do it, because everybody's vaccinated and people are still getting ill, people are still dying. I mean, doesn't anybody care? 
just stick your head in the floor and then take another jab and just i mean you, you're playing roulette i told you the story i got over the weekend i told you about it yesterday somebody went in for their fourth oh yeah and that was the last vaccine they're ever going to get i can assure yeah. you so i i don't know i don't know what the answer is to be honest i mean it's one thing it may, may, correct me if I'm if I'm wrong here. Uh, it's one thing if you're a doctor or a nurse or a caregiver or a, a vaccine administrator, wh- whatever. One of these people in these vac- these pop up vaccination clinics. It's one thing if you're one of these people. It's something else if you're the recipient of one of these. Yeah, you can actually see it if you're one of these doctors and nurses and nurse practitioners or whatever. You can actually see it if someone has an adverse reaction right there after something that you administered. You can see that, but the ones that are taking them, they're in it till the end. It seems like so. I don't know of any, but well, I I know people. I know people right now that have three. They have no interest in the fourth. Are you seeing the same thing? Do you, Do you know anybody that's gotten a third one? No, I actually don't. I actually don't. I hope. Hopefully, I mean, I, I wish. I mean, I. I don't. I, the one thing that I rarely do and is is to ask those questions because from day one, I've always tried to keep this a thing of choice, whether you're vaccinated or not. So I have to walk that line. Whether it's with, it's like my partner. She's vaccinated. Whether she felt coerced because of the job or whatever, that's one thing. I chose to go the other way. But I also told my daughter the choice will be hers because she's a teenager. And irrespective of what I say or whatever, I have to walk that line. And I'll tell you what, it's a very hard line to walk. Because the more knowledge you find out, the more it can churn you up. But you have to stick to that thing of choice. You have to stick to the point of debate. You've got to be able to say, or one person says one thing, one person says to another, because there is always the chance that somebody is wrong. But at the moment, the way everything is coming out information-wise, people can call them the tin apricade. They can call them the conspiracy theorists. But at the moment, one by one, by another, after another, so many things are being proven right there is so much stuff that's been swept under the carpet that is and still the simplicity of it all is if your mainstream media doesn't have debate on it about all sides of everything whether it's ukraine whether it's uh america russia whether it's covid whether it's any medicine when they don't when they shut these things out there is an agenda there is nothing else there is something else going on I mean, the simplicity, the common sense, it's there. And to prove it, go if there's everybody must have questions. All you got to do is ask. And when you just get trod on, pushed away, sidestepped, not answered, then you should ask another one. And just don't accept it because this is the future, guys. This is the future you're talking about. And if the thing is, we are a young lived race. So they work on the idea that if they can keep things changed for one or two generations by the third generation it will become accepted as the norm and that is how things have gone on one way or another with the changes in monetary society whether it's your education whether it's your medication whether it's anything you look at it that is how it works but if you think about it what are they up to what what is the agenda they are just as short-lived they can't care for the future they must care for what's in their pocket or what they think they can do or they can change it for what? The betterment of their own families, their own people who believe the same. Yeah, make them rich or whatever. It ain't going to do them any good because 
they're going to be in the same horrible mess at the end of it. And it, it, we cannot afford to let that happen because this is for everybody. This is an everybody thing. The amount of money that has been accrued, debt that's been accrued, is disgusting. It is beyond imagining. And if a fraction of that had been directed in any helpful form or other, you wouldn't have any famine in the world. You wouldn't have anything. You'd have, I mean, they scream for equality and yet they keep everybody apart and they create this segregation and they're keeping everybody apart. But there's enough out there for everybody. But for the sheer fact that it hasn't been done, it says that's exactly what they want. They just want to accumulate. How much can you accumulate? That is, how much can you accumulate to say, well, it's enough? Well, you for these get to people, a, it's never going to be enough. No, it's it's never enough, uh, and it's it's always it's always the next thing and the next step. And I, I want to play this for you. I, I haven't played this for you, but over the last couple of years that you've been on here, you've been talking about how people don't need to be looked at as cattle, right? When you look at people in this manner, which is what you're essentially describing here, is is these people that get to that level, right? Uh, or my misunderstanding? They've designed people in such a way. But they want them to behave like cattle. Right. I mean, we used to have this silly idea where, you know, because um, men and women, it started with a silly conversation about men and women being stereotyped. Oh, they have the, these mannerisms and this mannerisms. Do you think it's this? And you, it started going down and, and then, well, what do you do? And then you ask each other, well, what do you do? You get up in the morning, you go do your job, you come back home. You're into cards, you're into this, you're into that. Uh, the wife's into this, she's into this, she's into that. How many of the same sort of thing in the room do one side like and the other side likes? How many? How much of it is the same? How much is the sameness? And then you get the, well, if they had people that just tax is what they want. So it's simil- similar to if you have a herd of cows or a herd of or a group of people going out, and then you have a, a group of cows going out to the field. They go to work. They eat grass. They come home. The milk's a tax. People go out to work, come home. They have their time at home. They've paid the taxes. And then they go out and do the same thing. And it's like an indefinite process for a, a very lot of people. And now the end agenda was somebody was saying you could be happy with nothing. Uh, yes, you'll own be happy. and still be yeah. happy. Yes, you'll own nothing and you'll be happy about it. When in reality... The opposite is actually true. You, when you have nothing, you're miserable, and there's no creation. Well, there's is, no, no sense of fulfillment. It's there's the no art of, of actually what the, what they're missing is the human need to have achieved something. Whether it's a day's work, and at the end of it, you have something there. Yeah, you feel like you've achieved something. If you don't, it gets a really dark place. It goes from grey to dark, and it isn't nice. And if that's the end thing have nothing can be happy, you're, just, you're, you're killing the soul of the human race. Well, that's the idea, because these are soulless, godless individuals that we're dealing with. And on that, on that point, just so, just so I, I like, I, I can't even articulate how over the top this is. Yeah, yeah, it's, that's exactly what it is. Move by, you know, whatever, you know, sheep <laughs> thing, whatever, right? I can't even articulate how over the top this is. This is Klaus Schwab's top advisor of the World Economic um, Forum. Yeah. And this is a compilation of 
where they stand. Okay, he's publicly saying where they stand, as in they is in the, the that type, the World Economic Forum. This is where they stand. The people that are telling you that you'll own nothing and you'll be happy about it. This is what they really think of us. And COVID is critical because this is what convinces people to accept, to legitimize total biometric surveillance. If we want to stop this epidemic, we need not just to monitor people, we need to monitor what's happening under their skin. What we have seen so far, it's corporations and governments collecting data about where we go, who we meet, what movies we watch. The next phase is the surveillance going under our skin. We now see mass surveillance systems established even in democratic countries, which previously rejected them. And we also see a change in the nature of surveillance. Previously, surveillance was mainly above the skin. Now it's going under the skin. Governments want to know not just where we go or who we meet. Above all, they want to know what is happening under our skin. What's our body temperature? What's our blood pressure? What, what is our medical condition? Now humans are developing even bigger powers than ever before. We are really acquiring divine powers of creation and destruction. We are really upgrading humans into gods. We are acquiring, for instance, the, the power to re-engineer life. Humans are now hackable animals. You know, the, the whole idea that humans have, you know, this, they, they have this soul or spirit and they have free will and nobody knows what's happening inside me. So whatever I choose, whether in the election or whether in the supermarket, this is my free will, that's over. I mean, all this story about Jesus rising from the dead and being the son of God, this is fake news. Okay, so you get the idea, right? You, you get the idea. This is, this is Noah, uh, Noah Harari, right? He's Klaus Schwab's yeah. top advisor. Does he or does he not confirm everything that you've put forth over the last two years, two plus years here, about where they stand? Yeah, yeah. The, th the horrible thing is, if you have something, right, the last two years has done one thing. It has totally destroyed trust. And that is the first thing in human nature which is required, yeah? To trust your parents, to feel comfortable. If you don't, if you, if you are in a position where you're in a group of people and you don't feel like you can trust them, that will put you on edge. You won't want to be there. You won't, uh, otherwise you're lying to yourself. I mean, trust, trust is needed in every relationship. You have to give trust 100%. You have to be able to receive trust. But when trust gets broken, you just it's very rare that you're going to gain that trust back. And trust has been totally broken in the last two years due to everyone being manipulated, coerced, carrot and stick, everything to take this vaccine and they're still pushing it. There's, and every time the rhetoric changes and people back off from it, they create a crisis or another thing is going to happen. And we've told them that you're going to have the food crisis, you're going to have fuel crisis. It's all happening. It's all it's all coming to a head. But it all started with COVID on the manip manipulation of the populations around the world. And they've done this, they've implemented it. And now you're going to trust somebody to put a little item under your skin that they say it's for your own good, just like the vaccine. And you're going to trust that that is just exactly what they say it is. They played with a vaccine, which was, whoa, 
Safe this is for your own good. It was it's not going to hurt you. It's going to cure it, some people said. Safe and then even effective. while other people were saying, I, well, it doesn't cure. I do have... Uh, hold on, hold on. No, that's a, good, that's a good one. That is a good one. This is the CDC director, Rochelle Walensky, last year. Tell me if anything has changed. Our data from the CDC today suggests, um, you know, that that vaccinated people do not carry the virus, don't get sick, um, and, and that it's not just in the clinical trials, but it's also in real world data. Huh. My, how far we've come. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, it's just awesome. But then that's what they were saying. You're exactly right. Somebody so, somebody would have just misinterpreted that. Isn't exactly what she said. Right. Somebody asked later. Right. On. But yeah, but the, this trust has been destroyed. So. They, they're thinking of putting an item under everybody's skin to actually read their biometrics and everything. Okay, how small does you talk of bio, bio labs and everything? So why can't something within that, here's a conspiracy for you, within that device remain innate, inanimate, whatever, until triggered? Uh-huh. How small an organism does it have to be? To trigger something to hurt something. What's funny is, is that this entire concept was considered a uh, a crazy tinfoil hat wearing conspiracy theory not that long ago. But no, I, I <laughs> agree with you. Someone... That's that's the point right there. I think you just hit it right on the head when you said that they want the kill shot in place. Yeah. In my opinion, right? People get ideas from stories. People get ideas from books. Even your twin towers came out of somebody's book, but somebody put it into reality. Yeah, there are. A set of science fiction books. I think they were written by Neil Neil Asher or something. A set of three books, and it was about Earth and whatever else and the progress people were making. And at some time, it got to a point where just about all the population on the world had little transponders, and they were looking at all the data they were doing, everything they were doing, and their biorhythms and everything. And then at one time, somebody decided to press the enter button on different areas around the world as if something was going medically wrong and people started dying. IDs, everything, it was whatever. Much better for the world to go to, but then the population started to fall over. And that was written up in stories. I think that was about, oof. And, that, uh, and it's crazy. We are po- capable of everything like that. But when trust is destroyed and there's no transparency and there's nothing but manipulation and people in one country don't actually see what's going on in the other countries. You know, people are still putting their feet on the street more and more and more, even if we don't want anything. And yet everybody here in the UK is sitting there giving it happy, happy, happy. Don't even know what's going on elsewhere. That's because people, the COVID restrictions went away. There's no pushback. Mm, the COVID restrictions yeah, went away. So everything's back to normal. Yeah, yeah, right. So they'll, they'll, they're gonna, they're gonna pull back on those reins again, very hard, and it's gonna, and it's gonna smack people in the face, and they're not gonna like it. They're hitting the check valve. They're letting, letting some steam burn off, and then they're gonna come back on it. It's all Putin's fault. Yes, it's Putin's fault. Remember, when you're taking a hot shower mm. and you turn the water off, you say, "Take that, Putin." <laughs> but uh, uh. Ned, you know that the World Government Summit is going on right now in Dubai. Did you know that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, this is a conversation that it, it, they it'd have. be nice. It would be nice to be in that room every day, but that's not on media yeah. either. No, it's not. Uh, this is this is the conversation that's being had on the stage right. Well, this was the opening. St- I'll play the opening statement for you again. We for listeners, we played this uh, the other day last week. Well, we played it last week, but um, it's just a couple of seconds here. This was the opening statement. And the title of this session: Are we ready for a new world order? So. 
there's your conspiracy theory that's right at the opening statement. And then you had uh, Klaus Schwab making a speech there about the supply, you know, the supply chain system, excuse me, about the supply chains, the food systems uh, and things like that. But, you know, okay, whatever. He's uh, he's something else in and of himself. But I want to stick to one of the main conversations they had there. Now, we were talking about the implantable microchips. We're talking about digital wallets, right? Because that's part of it. That's part of it because it's going to be tied to that. And then what's going to be tied to that digital wallet that they need you to take? It's going to be a digital currency, right? Those are going to be your ration tokens, right? Let's just call them what they are. It's going to be a permanent rationing system based on your carbon footprint. If you don't do what you're told... You won't be entitled to anything. Exactly. If you don't behave, if you don't play by the rules then they will simply turn you off. You won't be able to put bread on the table for your family. It's that simple. That's how evil and disgusting this is. This is the conversation that was had on the stage, at least one of them anyway, about digital currencies on the stage at the World Government Summit. Well, it may be a bit late for that. Uh, I remember talking to an Australian diplomat at one point about this break between the U.S. and China and said, you know, both sides are going to say, whose team are you on? Mm. And he said, our job is to make sure the question never arises. But the question has arisen. And so I think we have to go deeper. And it's not about the U.S. versus China. It's about what underpins a world order is always the financial system. Mm. Uh, I was very privileged. My father was an advisor to Nixon when they came off the gold standard in 71. And so I was brought up with a kind of inside view of how very important the financial structure is to absolutely everything else. And what we're seeing in the world today, I think, is we are on the brink of a dramatic change where we are about to, and I'll say this boldly, we're about to abandon the traditional system of money and accounting and introduce a new one. And the new one, the new accounting, is what we call blockchain. It means digital. It means having an almost perfect record of every single transaction that happens in the economy, which will give us far greater clarity over what's going on. It also raises huge dangers in terms of the balance of power between states and citizens. In my opinion, we're going to need a digital constitution of human rights if we're going to have digital money. Uh, But also, this new money will be sovereign in nature. Most people think that digital money is crypto and private. But what I see are superpowers introducing digital currency. The Chinese were the first. The U.S. is on the brink, I think, of moving in the same direction. The Europeans have committed to that as well. And the question is, will that new system of digital money and digital accounting accommodate the competing needs of the citizens of all these locations so that every human being has a chance to have a better life? Because that's the only measure of whether a world order really serves. Now, I made the argument last week when we played that, I made the argument that it's not the new world order that they're bringing in. This is literally the old system that they're bringing in. This is the old system of totalitarianism. This is back to feudalism that they're bringing in. And it's not yeah, this is- its not a monetary system that's the underpinning of a great society. It's, it's building things as a community. It's, it's- establishing a, a baseline in a solid fundamental belief of something that's more than yourself, such as, in our case, it would be the creator. These people don't have any of that. No, this is just creating total control. This is going to create more of them and us as much as they don't say them and us, whoever them and us is. Well, all I'm saying is those gaps in society are going to be even greater 
They have the thing. Governments and the finance system never did like the monetary system that went data-based because it gave some people a lot of freedom, especially with the stock market, because they had total control of the stock market and your hedge funds and everything, and it, it, it became their device. But then when the ordinary person had the facility to use, whether it was Bitcoin or whatever, and make money of their own, the Bitcoin and the blockchain enabled, all that enabled people to do was to actually bet on anything, really, because that's what the stock market is. It's just betting on something. It's and it's a casino. People who are yeah, but it's a casino that can be manipulated for your own ends. Well, the yeah? house always wins. The more you know, ah, more you know, whatever. But with Bitcoin, with all your digital currencies, and there are quite a few of them now, ordinary people managed to make money, managed to sidestep, managed to do things for themselves, and now finally. It's become a little bit of a thorn in the side in a few cases, and they want to take control of it all. And they want to use it, basically, to lock people down, lock your lives down, totally tell you what you're entitled to. But what it should enable is, if you think about it, if you manage to move all the gambling, all the twos and fro's of monies in great sways and that, you could actually use the system as it was probably meant to be used to allow everybody in the world to have some form of equality but that ain't going to happen if they've all it and it's not the government they want the big change or whatever it's got to be a people thing not sitting behind those bloody walls and deciding because that's got us where we are that science of business has the world over excuse me but it has and it's done it on a massive base. It's got to be population-based and population-voted, and the people have to know before before it gets shoved in their face and saying, this is how things are. Uh-uh, no. Uh, we voted you in. It's time to actually look at this from whole country perspective and the whole country's perspective. They've pissed international law around and abused it. International laws were there to stop this sort of thing. They were there to stop the vaccine being forced on people. They were they were there to stop things being forced. They, they were there to give people human rights. Now, the, since they've done that, they violated the Nuremberg Code, that which is international law, which all nations signed on to. They violated the Biological yeah. Weapons Convention. Uh, that's U.S. included, I might add. And then now they're talking about this... Uh, this uh, this world uh, worldwide pandemic treaty that essentially surrenders national sovereignty and turns all sovereignty and uh, and all authority in any kind of a pandemic over to the World Health Organization and the United Nations. No, 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 boof. That cannot happen. Oh, of course it can't happen. I, I totally agree. World with you. Health Organization. Everybody, if you're listening to this, just look into it. Just actually look into who's on the board, who contributes the most to it, what countries contribute the most to it, who sits there, who has the say-so. Just have a look. I'm not saying any more than that. Just go out there, have a look to see who's there. And then when you recognize a few names, go and see what else they're doing or what else they've got control of. And you will find all these names, they're just popping up the same names in all various now, why, why is my media not telling me everything? I wonder who's got their boot in that. Oh, you might find some names there. 
and it will all go round and spiral into this web. And they, right at the center, there'll be these same group, same people, same names. But every time you see a face and see a name, there is going to be somebody behind them that you actually don't know about. And that's a, that is a totally dystopian look at things. But at the moment, that is where we are, where we are, and we don't even know it. When people start talking along the lines of not speaking to the people and enforcing people in a direction, and they're still doing this, you've got to question it, and you've got to question it by saying things, putting your feet on the ground. And the only way we're going to do this is to, going to do it in mass. It's got to be on a massive scale. And it's quite tiring. It does drain a bit sometimes. And I've never been a conspiracy theorist. I've tried to second-guess things in my life to make things work. I've said to people when I've gone, have you noticed this or have you noticed that or whatever, to try to tell them things. And it's amazing how many, once you've said things, uh, they don't pay any attention. And then three or four years later on, they give it, oh, I wish I'd known about that or whatever. And it goes, excuse me, but yeah, it was said. And you could have been financially better off or... Your children would have been in a better place or whatever. It's a bit late now because the ball started rolling big style about from 2007 onwards and it hasn't stopped yet. And it's still coming down. And that snowball has got very big and it is and it's still rolling. And the only people that can stop it is everybody. And that is why you have a media shutdown. And that is something we've got to break. Somehow that has to be shattered. Information. Uh, out of curiosity, um, the average person, who's really clamoring for the government to have more control? Who's clamoring for the government to track every single part, you know, not just your finances, not just your where, where, you know, where you're going, who you're talking to, but also your, your health status? I'm sorry, but there is no reason for a government to have that information. Here in the U.S., it's a violation, a violation of constitutional law. The government isn't allowed to know those things without a proper warrant, and that warrant has to go before a judge with enough evidence to justify the warrant. Yes. And yet they're just, they don't care. They're just going through. They, they want to have this digital currency because, as they said, um, you'll have a perfect, clear picture of uh, uh, your, your transactions and what the economy is doing. No, it'll have a clear pi picture of what you're doing. How and they can manipulate you. How they can manipulate you. It's all about control. As, as you were saying, they control the markets. The, the mm. only thing they don't control is the average person getting together. And as an example, this was done on uh, places like Reddit and so forth, uh, to where a bunch of people got together and they shorted stocks. Mm -hmm. they, they, they basically played the stock market like the hedge funds and caused the hedge funds to lose a lot of money. And they they made some money in the process. Well, the hedge funds didn't like that. The powers that be didn't like you as the average person having that control, that much power. So they reined it back. And now they're they're looking to rein it even more. And, and yeah, but and the putting scary in thing about that system. is they actually openly voice that point of view that the ordinary person on the street shouldn't be allowed to. Yeah. And it's just and and it's like they've openly voice that in even in the uk like i said last time the parent the judge ruled against the parent entitled to, to, to know what side effects or what bad effects that a vaccine could have against children and this mother got ruled against by a judge because they went they won't be able to interpret it correctly 
excuse me. Thank you very much. Oh, it's it's going even step further here in the U.S. They're they're going to the point of uh, giving puberty blockers to kids in schools without notifying the parents. So it's completely destroying their reproductive system as they yeah. hit puberty, and the parents don't even know about it. And the kids, and they don't know the science behind it to know what's going on, to know that they made a decision that is now going to affect them for the rest of their life. Yeah, and your question. That's, that's the agenda. Yeah. That's the hidden to agenda. To answer your question is that you said, who decided this? The people didn't decide it. And that is the one big thing. The people have not been asked. The people haven't decided any of this. A certain few are deciding for the world. And that is where it's going wrong. This, if it affects the world, the people should have a say. Because it affects mankind's future. What right do they have to put themselves up there because that's what they're doing they are putting themselves apart even in the discussions where they say well the highly intelligent and the ones that follow this path and that was when the wef were talking will be okay pardon i'd say there's a hell of a lot of people out there everybody is born with intelligence and there's a lot of people that do not get the education that the well-off or those with more money get but they sometimes step up and go beyond anyone else. So money doesn't make you highly intelligent. That's the problem. There are some, if you look back in history, a lot of the discoveries, a lot of the hard work and everything and that were done by ooh, highly intelligent people, which were mainstream people that come up with an idea and got on with it. And they usually, to actually forward science, help it go forward, had to ignore what the societies who were run by highly intelligent people said, no, nah, that's not right. No, that's not right. No, sorry. The earth is at the center of the universe. Sun goes around us. Yeah, of course it does. I'm sick and tired of groups of people. It is a minority. It's a group, a well-hardened group, which actually it's, and it's like an onion and they're just, it's, it's onion is growing layers. It's growing layers of foolish people who want money and want to be part of this party, part of this thing, when it should be for everybody. These layers have got to be stripped back until we get to the middle of this onion and find out what the hell is in the middle of it. And I hate using that idea of an onion because I like onion. Onion is one of my favorite But that's things. what it is, though. That, that's what it is, though. Mm. It, it, has to be a, it has to be a peeling back of each layer until we can figure out what's going on. Like, for example, we're just now as we're digging into this, we're just now learning about uh, Klaus Schwab. He's he's a nobody. Really, if you want to get technical about it, what he did, he broke international law by what he did back in the 60s with the company he, that he used to work for, technically. What do you do with that? What do you do with that? The man's, quite frankly, in my opinion, based on just that and nothing else, the man's an international criminal. He's a real-life Bond villain, if you will, in that sense. But he's a face, as you've put it before, Ned. He he's a, a face. face. He's well, not real. He's the ideal face. He's not, he hasn't really worked that much at all. No. And he has been used as an instrument to push an agenda forward. And I'm sorry, you've got them everywhere now. I mean, I every leader of the government, I mean, the European... They're not our government. Uh, par parliament, they're up in arms against the, their leader, and they have been, and they want some answers. Whether they manage to get some or not, we don't know. In the, in the UK, they're playing party politics, prat politics, and they're just fine for whatever. They just want to say, 
He had a party during COVID. Oh, kick him out. What? There's bigger things than that than just wanting to kick somebody out and get into power. What about what's been going on? And then you've got Biden, a man that will do anything as long as he's put in a position. Eh? I just hope that one day somebody substitutes some of those little postcards he's got and he comes out with a nursery rhyme because that's what it sounds like most of the time. He's just beyond me. He should not be there. And then you've got manipulation. The one thing we haven't heard is everybody just about in the world knows. Uh, shall we question it? Shall we wipe all the bats out because COVID might have come from a cave somewhere? Or shall we get rid of the Chinese wet markets? Oh, oh, hang no. on. What about those do, bio labs? Do you, yeah, what happened to the bio labs? Yeah. Shall I play Dr. Anthony yeah. Fauci on the BBC morning show on Sunday? Shall, shall I play that? <laughs> he's been misinterpreted, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's been misinterpreted, yeah. But you said very publicly right at the start of the pandemic that you thought it was a direct result of the wet markets. How could you have been so certain so early on when you knew so little about the virus? Well, I was never certain so early on. I have always kept an open mind. But when you look at the circumstances of the evolution, the similarity between that and the SARS-CoV-1 from 2002, 2003, I said, as did many other virologists who are very experienced in that, that the most likely etiology was a jumping species from an animal to the human. Other scientists here as well signed an open letter in February 2020 saying that they very strongly condemn conspiracy theories suggesting that COVID-19 does not have a natural origin. Was the scientific community too quick to dismiss the possibility that it could have come from a laboratory? Well, I don't think they were dismissing it. I think it's been misinterpreted. Everyone has always kept an open mind. There you go. Everybody's kept an open mind. That is why. Hang on. You just spent the whole first year of that in fear of saying, you've got to do this, you've got to do that, it's for your own good. But um, are there going to be any side effects? It's for your own good. And with the World Health Organization saying the same line of, hang on, the end justifies the means. There were no numbers, no nothing, even to the point of, I think it wasn't until really later on. I mean, they'd never got any true numbers of anything earlier on they still they haven't they've, rolled it they've out. changed everything yeah they, they've changed they rolled everything. it out There's they, no they, they rolled it out to i mean sorry you can't go night clubbing if you don't have the vaccine i mean why pick on that because that was a controlling point for the youngsters they picked on controlling points that oh and sorry but you can have these have some food stamps have this have that if you take the vaccine come on please i mean it if you list all the carrots and sticks that went on in that first year, that alone should be ringing some alarm bells. Now it's going to be yeah. rationing. <laughs> I mean, excuse me, I know Mr. Putin is in Russia, but there's a hell of a lot more of the world out there that could support each other with food and everything else. Didn't we go through a couple of world wars? We did, yeah. Two yeah, unnecessary world wars, to, I might um, add. Because of yeah yeah very unnecessary. Well, war is because unnecessary. Of, yeah, war is unnecessary. I completely war agree. I completely agree. But tell those people who are making the most out of this. Well, as an individual, you see, as an individual, as just another person in the world, we know war is a bad thing. But for those people who manufacture weapons, those who, who people who have an agenda, those who people who just want to keep Mr. Putin wound up so he just keeps going. Um, and hang on. Are the bio labs out there as well? 
Oh, that's popping its horror head. The Soros funded Biolabs. Sorry. <laughs> and yet, Anthony Fauci is on the news talking quite openly about it, but in international law. If you can say, we don't want people to have nuclear weapons, we don't want chemical weapons, and there's a fact, chemical weapons. Oh, they stopped that, and then when Syria was kicking off, but the one that they didn't ban on international law was chlorine gas because chlorine's used quite a lot in the normal domain. So you can have chlorine gas. But now, why can't they openly say and have a forum, no biolabs? Have you heard that yet? I haven't. No, no, it's completely against the agenda that they're that they're playing. No, you, you've got to have the biolabs. Oh, hang on. Be- because they are, they always argue. It's the question. They, they always argue, though. The, and the, the question, yeah, I, I agree. It does raise questions, but they always argue. And Bruce, you brought this up before and jump in here because you can explain this better. But they always argue dual use, don't they? Defense. They're, they're not for oh, yeah. offensive purposes. They're for defensive purposes. That's why we need them. Yeah. And it's literally like it's one defense, and the same. You use the same technology. What? Well, themselves they, they, because they're making they biological weapons. That's what they're doing. They're, yeah. they're making biological weapons, and it's illegal. But I mean, even the answers, we know this is going on, but we've got to approach it in such a way where the people go, no biolabs, no biolabs. Because we know no matter what, whether it's vaccines, whether it's medication, man made medication, and everything, always has side effects because we know that monoclonal antibodies are manufactured in mice and everything and they're the things that go looking in your body to find whatever no matter what it's always going to it's it's the simplicity of it all is stop it stop creating something because the next one you might not be able to do anything about although you've used this one it doesn't matter though we we already had bans on creating new biolabs and doing dual re, uh, dual purpose research uh, back in what was it twenty fourteen or so? I mean, the Obama administration yep. banned it, and yet here we are. Those no, same laboratories it. that were supposed to be banned, they paused it. Well, they they paused didn't ban it, it. Uh, but it was it was barred from being done. Like the the funding Actually, and everything yes. for it was the funding to be was done. stopped by Obama yeah. from government, it was said, from government funding. So they went through privately funded areas and it was a redirection of money because Mr. Anthony Evil Fauci is part of the government as well. So there is a government foot in there as well as anything else. It was redirected, funded and everything. And this is for anybody to find out. So yes, it was seen as a front, he stopped. But it just found another route. It circumnavigated that and just kept going. And it's a shame. I mean, with there's always hindsight is always a good thing. But I, I wish I'd taken stop photographs of his website for those labs because they have changed. The wording has changed so much over the COVID. So he could sidestep questions. And, the, and it's, it, I, I find the- him... A despicable man. Oh, he's deplorable. Not to, you know, use a term from Hillary Clinton, but uh, he's he's the worst of the worst. But Senator Rand Paul had made that point on several occasions. He says when he had Fauci sitting up there, he says, well, I understand it's easier for you to say this now and you can sit there and say you haven't perjured yourself. And the reason you can say that is because you've changed the definition of what these things traditionally mean on your website. So you can now follow that instead of following what it actually means. The, yep. the thing is, is those websites, we, there's um, something called the Wayback Machine, 
Uh, it's a website that archives previous versions of uh, web pages. Not all of them, but uh, many of them. And uh, I'm pretty sure those are some of the web pages that are archived. So anytime there's a change, you can go back before the change and see what it said before they changed it and so on and so forth, you know. So you can see all iterations since the lifetime of that archiving system. So well, there this, is there is evidence that they were changing it before this. Yeah, but we know where it come from and it's still going on. And the, the most horrible thing is, what is coming out of them labs now? I question things. When there's too many coincidences, then you've got problems. We know for a fact how viruses work and they get across whatever. But even Omicron, and that was so blatantly obvious, it started in South Africa. Even the doctor who found it said the symptoms were mild and whatever. But within one week, and that was after three days of them shutting things down over there, it was going everywhere in the world. It doesn't move that fast unless it's been generated somewhere. And that's the simplicity of it all. You know, I, I and that really it. is scary. It is, and I I listened to, and I don't, I'm not going to try and alarm anybody here, but uh, I listened to an interview this morning of uh, Doctor Sherry Tenpenny. I don't know if you know who that is or not, but she's been one of the frontline doctors, uh, one of the whistleblowing doctors out of Ohio. She runs a clinic just south of Cleveland. She said on the interview that I listened to today that she's anticipating, and her colleagues that are also the frontline doctors such as she she's tied in with like the Robert Malone and, and Dr. Peter McCall and these guys yeah. Um, yeah. and Dolores Cahill and and uh, these types and her opinion is and she hopes that she was wrong when she said it but her opinion is that they're going to hit everybody with something else is and they're going to release something else uh, and it's going to be something along the lines of some type of hemorrhagic that's mixed in with Ebola and the reason she said that the, the reason she said that is because she attended a meeting in Atlanta, at the CDC in Atlanta, when all of this COVID was just starting to spin up in February, late February of 2020, which is when they were talking at that time about closing everything down, um, or they were starting to. And when she attended that conference at the CDC, none of it was about what was going on. None of it. It didn't have anything to do with coronaviruses. It didn't have anything to do with uh, coronavirus vaccines or anything like that at all. What it was about was Ebola and getting vaccine approvals for Ebola, getting vaccine approvals for things like hemorrhagics. That's what it was about. That's what all the presentations were about, was that. So she's of the opinion that they're going to do this. And, and it'll be some nonsense like they had with this one. It'll be some stock. All they need is some stock footage up there on mainstream media all around the world of a couple of people bleeding out from eyes or nose or something like that. And everybody's going to be out there at the, at the pharmacy corners again and at all these pop-up vaccine clinics getting jabbed again. And they'll say, they'll say, again, this is Dr. Tenpenny that was talking, they'll say that the only way you can get this new vaccine is if you're jabbed for COVID. And we still don't know what COVID's, because COVID hasn't, fin the, the vaccine hasn't finished hurting people. No, no, it's still being administered. Like I said, they're on the sixth one in uh, in Israel. They're pushing the fifth here. Even even without having any more shots, if you've had two, three, four shots, you've had boosters, whatever. This thing's in your system. This thing is in and your it intensifies. system, and you don't Each know. One. And it you, intensifies. Yeah, and it knocks your immune system as well. It it, it doesn't really. It, it's got to the point where it's not helping you at all. It got went went past that point after the first one, and. 
you do not keep that sore tooth in your head. That's pissing you off, do you? Well, everybody is. And actually, if you keep going down this line, you're going to need to have to replace all those sore teeth to just compound in that situation. You are not doing yourself any good. Your body can only take so much. And it's like you say, that lady wishes she's she's going to be wrong. We've tried to be wrong about everything. And that's usually how we've used to end it. I really would like to be wrong about this, but we haven't been wrong so far. And that's the scary point of it all. The scary point of it all is that it's still continuing down the same course. But people, you're out there shouting or actually speaking, debating, feet on the floor. Hold on, yeah. Let's get some more friends and keep it going because we've we've got to stop this somehow. We have to stop it. That point that you said there, we've got to stop it. And that's that's what it is. It has to be we the people that stops it. It's not like it used to be, as in there's no cavalry coming. There's no white knight that's going to ride in here in at zero hour and save everybody, you know, or, or at the 11th hour or whatever. I mean, it's three seconds to midnight as far as I'm concerned. There's no other nation that's coming like you had the, the US and the UK in the Second World War coming to liberate Europe. Not going to happen. Not going to happen this time around because our naivete and our ability to go to sleep as a populace and be bought off and silenced with social media and gizmos and toys and, uh, and entertainment and everything else to have our culture corrupted and, and twisted and manipulated to the point where people have become zombies. That, that right there that has caused us to become weak as nation states, the only people that were there to save that culture were the generations before us. Yep. We, we're living off of the generations before us. We're, we're living off of that. That was the gas of freedom that was in the tank, what they did. We've been running on fumes for, oh, I don't know, 25 years now. That tank's empty. We're now broken down on the side of the road, and we're, we're, we got, we're standing out there with our thumb out, hoping to hitch a ride with somebody. No, you got to use your own two feet, and it's time to walk. It's time to march. It's time to push back. It's time to get off the sidelines. If you're not off the sidelines now, then I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. And when I say get off the sidelines, do what you can wherever you are. That's what I mean. Talk to somebody else. It could be that simple. Talk to somebody else. Someone wants to wake up, send them our direction. We're happy to take on the listeners. We're happy to do the legwork. We're happy to have the conversations, the in-depth conversations that get people to think on their own, to get them to think on their feet. I'm happy to do that. We do this every day for a reason, because we care about our future. We care about the future of the, the next generation and the one after that and the one after that and the one after that. So I'm not going to lay down. I'm not going to ignore my civic duty any longer, neither is Bruce or Ned or anybody else that comes on here. So it's time for everybody else to step up and get in the game with us in whatever way you can, because all of this, all of this, none of this will matter. Everything that you know now, you think that things are bad now. You haven't seen anything yet. Do I need to go back and play the clips of uh, what's his name? Whatever this guy's name is, Noah Harari or whatever his name is. That's what they've got in store for everybody. And that's got to be stamped out. And I mean stamped out for good. It's got to be stamped out. And these people have to be stamped out along with it. It's scary. The question has to be asked of every person that's listening. Do you actually care about what happens in the future? Because if you have a child, you should do. You, you really, really should do. Because the idea of this social charter where they tell you what you're entitled to, well, actually, it is going to, they've messed with education. So education is monetary controlled, whereas it used to be free and everything in this country, or you managed to get a loan and you never had to pay it back until you earned enough money. So no matter where you were, 
in the use in the society in the uk you had a chance now it's going to cost you nine or ten grand a year at university just to go there let alone your digs and everything else and not being able to they've messed you around with housing hang on you should be able to walk out the front door and get a job and possibly a roof over my head so if it all fell apart at home at least i could make a life for myself no one person not a chance just about one young person two if you're lucky if not you have to go in with some management housing system that owns a percentage of your house everything has slowly got harder and harder and if you think you're sitting in your lovely house like a lot of people that includes me that they won't chip away at it by making things seriously more expensive right down to hang on your food which is happening already your everyday stuff your home bills yeah your home bills well put it this way brexit Things went up nearly 25%. COVID notched that by 25%. No matter what people said, we do appreciate the NHS. Other countries have their own heroes. But for every time a business says 20% off for somebody or 25% off for somebody if you work for the NHS or whatever, they're not going to give it away. They're going to get it back another way. Yeah, It might be a publicity stunt to make themselves feel good. They didn't give that away. They got it out of everybody else's pocket. I haven't got a problem with them getting it cheaper. Uh, so we all do that. But the price never goes back. It always keeps going up. And you've got it on fuel. You've got it on food. It's going to be on the everyday thing. So you get to a point in your life where your income, whether it's from a pension or whatever, will not cover what you have. And then you'll maybe sell part of your house to a business so that you can, when you die, they take that and the rest of the money might go to your next kid or an offspring. Whereas it used to be, have a job, we'll work for this, we'll have kids, we've got a home, we've got something to pass on. They're wearing away at it already. But if you want some form of life, well, <laughs> I know exactly what you're doing. If you if you get your digital passport and everything else, your choice All goes out the window. All goes out the window. Yeah, everything it's goes. gone. And you look at all these little things that have been implemented along the way and they've just it's just accelerated it is accelerated you've had two years of acceleration and something's got to come to a head yeah you got final thoughts i mean i've i, I rambled on I, I gave my final thought you got any final thoughts that was a dark thing to end with but uh, hey guys just hang in there hang in there you've got to have hope you've got to keep doing things don't give up none of us are going to give up even when it comes down to the last breath or whatever just keep going talk to people don't bludgeon people. Just talk. Listen to people, even if they've got a different idea. Because if you listen, the chances are they might listen to you and they might just learn to understand a bit more. Just keep trying. Bless you. Uh, not really any final thoughts necessarily. I just comment on some of the digital um, digital rights. That one, um, I, I kind of pondered on it a little bit. And it kind of, it, it started grinding my gears as I thought about it. because. Um, here in America, do you know what the constitution does? It's not a, it's not positive rights. It's not, these are the rights you have as a citizen. It is a, these are the rights. This is a negative. This is what government cannot do. They cannot take these things from you. It is not a, these are your rights. This is what you can do. It's a, this is what the government cannot do by saying that the people of the world need a, uh, system of digital rights or whatever. 
I'm concerned that it's going to be the communist version of that, where it's positive liberties and not negative liberties. And then it will be basically an open door policy for government. They can do whatever the hell they want, basically, uh, as long as they don't, uh, you know, do some minor things, as long as they can say, um, well, X, Y or Z, this is why we did it. You know, we, we had to provide, as an example, we had to provide health care for the average person. So this is why we forced everyone to get a vaccine. I mean, you know, those kind of things. I'm, I'm concerned that they're going to take a route of, well, this is this is what the government has to do. Yeah. Whereas it should go down the other way. But it should be what do the people have a say in? People should have a say in everything now. It might be a pain in the ass for the white collar workers, but the people have to be able to vote on near enough everything. The Swiss have that type of system and it hasn't really worked out for them. As a matter of fact, through all of this, even with the uh, the Russian Ukraine thing, somehow or another, even that agenda has caused the Swiss to come out and break their neutrality. It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Okay, we're out of time, so we are going to have to go. But uh, I want to thank you guys for being here today, especially on a Sunday evening. Uh, Ned, have a uh, have a great trip down south uh, tomorrow. And uh, please do be careful because I know it's going to be difficult for you going all the way down there. Just be careful because I know you're going to be driving on the wrong side of the road the whole way. So just just be careful. <laughs> Sorry, it's, I, I couldn't resist. I'll do my worst. I'll do yeah. my worst. <laughs> I couldn't resist. Okay, for those of you who would like to send us some feedback, we would love to hear from you. Please do so anytime by sending us an email at dynamicpodcast at protonmail.com. Also, do you like the podcast that you're listening to? We do love having you as a listener. And we would humbly ask you to pass this along to five friends. That's all, just five friends. You know someone that you're trying to wake up. You know someone that you're trying to get to think on their own. We would appreciate it very much if you would send them our direction. Bruce and Ned, I want to thank you both for being here this evening. Thank you to all of the listeners. Everyone have a great evening.